It is the Chair Shot Podcast coming back to you this Sunday Eve. This sort of grey, not quite summery middle of May uh, 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 evening here in the, in the Republic of Ireland. We're here with the usual suite of features you've come to know and love from the CSP boys, which is myself, Barry, joined as always by my ever dependable co host, first of all, Mr. Paul Griffin. Hello, Governor! Oh, I, I threw to the wrong person. Was that Joe there with uh, with that unmistakable British charm? Anyway, and also with this is Paul. All right. <laughs> that was not bad, to be fair. I've heard worse. I've heard worse. <laughs> Gents, how are we doing this week? Oh, very well. Very well. I'm, I'm a bit knackered, I'll be honest, because I've been away yesterday and today. Just got Come back. On. I was in uh, Lancaster, which is in Wait. the north of England. Quite Quite far north in England, so close to Manchester, but uh, it's uh, about half an hour north of there. So just visiting some some friends of friends. Um, so it was nice. So yeah, I, I went up yesterday morning, came back this afternoon. But I only I got in about two hours ago, so I'm a bit tuckered out. But I'm going to bring the energy. You know, I got you know I always bring the energy. We always bring the energy. So come on. But, no, yeah, this is this is the show they all been run. waiting on. You know, so you got to. <laughs> Joe Joe is looking like, you know, Mark Henry or Hikaru Shida in that Rampage video. He's got lightning coming out of his eyes, and he's ready to, to bring it. Um, yeah, we, I, I went, we went a little bit far afield today, uh, yesterday ourselves here. We went to uh, Killaloo, which is the, um, the, the, the designated place. in. It's actually in County Clare next to Limerick. It's a designated place where as soon as summer starts, everyone in the surrounding counties goes there for its lovely scenic beaches and all the locals go, oh, oh my God, these oh, fucking God. bastards. Oh, licensed places from all over the country, all over the place now. Uh, we went there with the plan of like, we, we actually got up super early for a Saturday, which we ne- I specifically never do, but Brona mm. doesn't really do it either. Got up at half seven. Brona made uh, uh, bread rolls and we hopped in the car and we're like, right, summer's here, we're going to go to Killaloo lovely lovely little town we can go into the sea for a, or, or the, not, not even see it's a lake they have there we can go for a little dip we'll bring the dog the dog can go for a little dip and it was pissing rain first thing in the morning we woke up and it's horrible and gray and we we didn't want to change our plans so we went anyway and uh, the dog has been in the water before and loved it she couldn't have had any less of it this particular occasion i must have looked so goddamn ridiculous in my watermelon uh, uh, swimsuit pants, like playing like tug of war with this dog. I was like, come on, it's fun. Get in the water. And she was digging her heels in. She was a 45 degree angle to the ground. She was like, I'm not going any further. And I was like, no, we're having a good summertime. Get in the water, dog. (laughs) She was not having any of it. So that was our that was our journey. Uh, yes, it's still nice to, to kind of get up and get about, you know, and get a little road trip in first thing in the morning. But uh, yeah, it, it it's still it's still early. It's May, so you know it, it could come back around. But it almost feels like the summer has been and gone here. But in, in true Irish fashion, I think it'll probably rebound and go mm. about five or six more times before August. So uh, so yeah, that was it. What about you, boy? You been on the road at all this week? I'm just off the road. I, I was I was at the cinema just Ooh. now, and. Uh, we'll talk about the movie later on, but me and my brother uh, got to the bus stop for the way home. 23 minutes. Fuck it, we'll walk. Nine kilometer walk back from Liffey Valley. So, that's why I'm a little bit late for the rec- I mean, listeners won't know that I'm late to the recording session, but um, 
that's why. And and actually, the plan wasn't to walk the whole way back. It was just to walk like a third of the way to where there's a bus stop where buses go a little bit more frequently. We got to the bus stop. This is one of the bus stops that doesn't have the electronic signage with the real-time bus information. Mm. That's next bus in however minutes. So we looked on the app. It being Ireland, the app was out of service. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah. You can't use the app right now. Okay. And I looked at the little uh, timetable on the bus stop, and it said that we were four minutes late for it. I said, I'm sure I didn't see the bus go by, but... We don't. We have no way to know, so let's just keep walking. Seriously, we were twenty meters gone from the bus stop, and I turned around. The bus is there, oh, as and, and it goes. So we just we said screw it. We just walked the rest of the way back. Story of uh, public transport in Ireland. Yeah, it's, it's unpredictable, and there's no way to check it. You just got to roll the dice. Sometimes it'll come, sometimes it won't. So I'm just in the door. Uh, saw the new Fast and Furious movie, which interestingly, it feels like for the first time on this side of the Atlantic, they're actually marketing it by its wacky American title rather than we usually get, you know, let's say in America it was Furious 7. Mm. Over here it's just Fast and Furious 7. Mm. Yeah. They're not playing around with that stuff. This one is Fast X, even here. I think Fast X is is a better name. I don't know, maybe you know the it, it's 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 the same, it's the same as all the fucking sorcerer's stone bullshit where like some marketing research says, oh, they won't know what that is, so change it to blank. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, I'm sure they were like, oh no, the mix won't understand what Furious Seven means. But maybe Fast X is, is sexy. Do you know what I mean? It's sexier yeah. than Fast and the Furious Oof. Ten. Could be the Roman numerals. They're like, well, Europe. They'll understand Roman numerals. <laughs> what X is? <laughs> X is ten, obviously. Yeah. They did create it, the Europeans. To be fair, the yeah, old awesome yeah. Roman numerals. So. And actually, a big part of the film is set in Rome, so it kind of lends itself. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Ironic. Oh. They're like WrestleMania ten. That was there you X. Was me X, and that's yeah. Yeah. Well, nine nine was the one where they had the oh, class. No, nine, yeah, not ten. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. But, uh, joke, forget <laughs> yeah. that. That didn't work. Yeah, edit that out. <laughs> ten was in MSG. Um, but that was it. I mean, otherwise, not a lot to report. I don't know. I, I feel like on a week where I should have done a lot more than I have, given that I wasn't actually out doing stuff, I actually haven't got a lot done. Um, I've certainly not played as much Zelda as you might expect. Still have played a, quite a bit of it, but like days have come and gone where I haven't even turned the Switch on. Oh, that's outrageous. Which is which is unbelievable. Um watched two movies, only a little bit of TV. I'm behind on Beavis and Butthead. That's how bad it's gone. <laughs> still still watch Succession. Don't worry about that. that that's to come. Watch Dynamite. No all access. I haven't watched any of all access. Oh discussed. no. That's no great loss. No rampage. This is rampage, um, baby. A little bit of football. I watched a little bit of football in the week. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um, as the season draws to a close, as Arsenal uh, single-handedly <laughs> screwed my fantasy Premier League team this week, because um, I was banking on City's double game week with Ederson, Grealish, mm-hmm. and Haaland, mm-hmm. and Haaland as the captain. City that or Arsenal then lose to Nottingham Forest. <laughs> And uh, City then having won the league, rest all of three of those players. I think only Haaland came on at all today. Mm. Uh, so thanks very much, uh, Arteta. You've you've done me again. Um, and luckily, uh, 
United and Liverpool, obviously the results went our way this mm. week weekend mm. as well. So that looks like it's all, all but wrapped up. All but wrapped up. One one draw needed from two games. Uh, but if any team can screw that up, it's us. So let's uh, cross our fingers that that won't happen. Although our home form is uh, much better than our away Home's form. Good, yeah. and, and our remaining two games are at home. So we should be able to get at least a draw. My prediction, though, is it always seems like when teams like Chelsea are just having a complete nightmare, mm. whenever we come up against them, they suddenly are good again. That seems to have happened like yeah. five times this season already. Yeah. yeah, I can very easily easily see us losing to Chelsea somehow and going into the final day needing a point and just being so anxious about it mm. that there could be a bit open there. But hopefully we can at least get a draw with Chelsea, probably beat them since they, they couldn't even get a point against City's reserves today. Never mind the first team, uh, which shows their regression. Um, that was very uh, Sir Alex Ferguson-esque of Pep to put out like a sh- shitty B team and still somehow manage to win. Like, that's what <laughs> Fergie, Fergie would have done. It would have been Anderson and John O'Shea in midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Owen up front. Uh, Absolutely. Still would have, still would have won. So, I mean, that all being said, it, it seems like the last day of the season, all the focus is going to be on the relegation battle because everything else is pretty mm. much going to have been wrapped up by that stage. Um, obviously, we had um, Leeds not doing the job today. Uh, I can't see Leicester. Leicester will be doing the job in the wrestling sense tomorrow against Newcastle, mm. which leaves. There's three teams still in it. It's... Everton, Leicester, and Leeds. Everton obviously having the advantage of being two points ahead of the others. Uh, do you see any outcome other than it being Leicester, Leeds, and Southampton who go down? Uh, I, ugh, you never know. You you do never know. Leicester could pull a little surprise. If they get a point tomorrow. Suddenly, Everton. If, looking... Yeah, if they, if if they get a point, if they get any kind of result tomorrow, uh, it's in their hands. But obviously, it being against Newcastle. Well, Newcastle now, with Liverpool dropping points, Newcastle now know that they don't... Well, Newcastle need a point to to confirm. They might just go, oh, we've got a point, let's just confirm Champions League football. But, you know, and then Everton-Bournemouth, you never know. It seems like the game that they should win, but those are the tricky ones. I mean, it it, it all comes back to points on the board, right? Everton have, have two more points than Leeds and Leicester. So meaning that Leicester Leeds are going to need a win and for Everton to lose for all intents and purposes. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like if Everton were one point fewer, it might be a bit a bit tired. But I just think Everton... Have, I think Leicester they will beat points. West Ham, though. I think West Ham are already on the beach, having got to the, champ, the um, Conference oh, they beat, final. They beat Leeds today, even being on the beach. Yeah. Coming from behind to beat Leeds, actually. Um, well, well, it's all to play for. It's all played for. I, I think. I think the story of Leicester going down, having won the league seven years ago, is mm. uh, is quite a sad story. Um, really, it's only this season as well because they they never replaced Schmeichel when he went. Uh, they 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 replaced Fofana, their their mm. big up and coming defender with Face, who's turned out to be a bit of a bust. Vardy. This seems like the se- especially after the Colleen Rooney case. This seems like the season where Vardy's just kind of. Doesn't have it anymore, and all of these things happening at once for a team that won the league not too long ago. Wow. It's just a very sad story, very sad story. But I, I don't see a way out for them. To be honest, they they just haven't been at it for a long time. 
Anyway, that's your uh, footy guff. Um, as I said, not a lot else life-wise uh, for me. So do we do we want to check the clock on uh, on what's mm. happening in CM Punk's life, our weekly feature? CM Punk, watch, watch, watch. What are you going to say or do next? Who will irritate him? It could be you. It could be anyone. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so I guess yeah, that is the that is the um the story of the week it would seem. Uh we had the the Warner Brothers upfronts this week, which is where they uh, announced their slate for various things that they're doing this year and AEW I, I don't want to say front and center but very heavily featured in that. Um definitely a, a, I think fair to say a, a flagship broadcast oh, for, yeah. for for that company. I mean, big time featured on it. Uh, compared to, I think, like the last time they did one of these, it was kind of they were there, but not not to this degree. Mm. But yeah, so yeah, uh, uh, no no confirmation on that television deal, but they announced Collision. So Collision is is a fish. They put out their their posters and their press release with all the the bold boys and girls on it. Uh, it was a very funny collection of people. It was like <laughs> Thunder Rosa Andrade coming back. So his he that was a name kind of pulled out of the out of thin air. We hadn't seen him back on TV yet, like we had Miro, but uh, Andrade, uh, uh, Miro, Thunder Rosa, House of Black were on there, uh, uh, FTR. It was like the bold boys and <laughs> friends of CM Punk is basically how you would filter search through the roster to pick the the, the roster for this show. Um, if, you re- if you replaced Orange Cassidy with Sammy Guevara, it would look like a fan-made poster of all the shit. Just yeah, all the shitheads. Yeah, all the bastards. <laughs> yeah, so that was very funny. But obviously, conspicuous by his absence was, in fact, one CM Punk. And, uh, I mean, it's funny because at that stage, people go, going, oh, oh, hang on now. Oh, what's happened here? Now, I didn't, I made, I didn't make anything of the fact that he wasn't there. I was certain they're not going to say he's back until... They're going to say it on television. They're not going to say mm. it, you know, in a press release. Mm. But then um, various people started digging around. Uh, uh, first, a person I saw post this was was Brandon Thurston. I don't know if he got it first, but sort of if you, if you like inspected the web page or something where the press release was natively hosted, you could see a previous version of it had the headliner listed as CM Punk. Which, if it seemed odd that the first name billed at the top of the press release was Thunder Rosa, it is odd because it wasn't originally her. It originally read CM Punk, comma, Thunder Rosa. Uh, and it looks like that was hastily uh, deleted. And that was a little bit more justified, the old eyebrow raising, because it seems like it was a hasty um, uh, decision. Basically, then various drips and drabs started filtering out about this. You know, <laughs> lots of reporters doing the "there's a story here" type thing. It's like, all right, wh- wh- what is it? <laughs> is 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 the question? Um, Mike Johnson, I think, first made the allusion to the fact that basically there is some sort of Ace Steel related um, uh, 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 dispute um, about whether or not he would be brought back to the company that basically caused some kind of bust up on the Tuesday before the upfronts, which is great timing uh, uh, for that to be happening. Um, and there was also a report that, you know, not that the relationship was destroyed or anything, but that Warner were annoyed that they had to do this. They had to, you know, their, one of their biggest days on the calendar, they had to go, this, these fucking wrestlers, I, you have to pull them off of posters and don't say this and don't say that and put that person here. and No, don't actually put them there. 
So um, uh, then more details started coming out. There was, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, there was the Johnson report. There was then a, a Meltzer follow-up. There was a Fightful follow-up. And then, of course, there was Nick Houseman, the infamous Nick Houseman, who once upon a time was going to be called out by Punk and now seems to basically be his 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 bestest buddy because he's mm. not friends with Colt Cabana. Um, and and that that seemed to be directly from the punk side of things, the camp, which has become the term, the punk camp. And so piecing it all together, basically what happens is CM Punk is willing to come back. He wants to come back. He talks to Tony Khan. They make the plans to come back for Collision. The first Collision show would be in the United Center. Everything great. Punk asks for A-Steel to come back. The company resists that to a certain degree because certain people wouldn't be comfortable with him. But and this is disputed. This is so much of this has asterisks on it. But according to the Nick Houseman report, A Steel was eventually rehired a couple of weeks ago by AEW, and he was working remotely to avoid any potential conflicts with people who don't like that he's there. Now, in the most recent Observer that went up on Friday, AEW is disputing that version. They're saying he was not hired at all. So, who do you believe? I don't know. Wait, where was that reported in the Observer? In the Observer, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 so basically, uh, Dave was recapping the Houseman report and just in classic, in a parenthesis in the middle of a sentence, Dave fashion <laughs> said AEW disputed that. So, uh, but again, and of course, AEW is not commenting publicly on any of this. There's no, there's no press release. There's no Tony Khan answer. I'm sure if he gets asked on a podcast, he'll give his usual vague answer. It's, it's, it's a very, it's a great question. He, you know, you know we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, super excited about Collision, though. You know, it's going to be a great show. Uh, you know, he's going to do that. So anyway, so all the matches for the next three weeks. So yeah. So so AEW are in an unofficial capacity denying that A Steel was brought back. So basically, mm-hmm. in the Houseman version of things, though, so they brought him back, and then they were uh, the punk side of things is alleging that they were told when Collision starts, Ace can then resume traveling with the crew, specifically on the Collision side of things, and allegedly then on the Tuesday that was reneged upon in some capacity by Tony or by AEW or a lawyer or a someone, someone in a capacity said, actually, no, you can't do that. I, there's, there's two things on that. I, first of all, I'm highly skeptical of it, but if it is true, I mean, it, it paints Tony Khan and AEW in a very bad light. If the day before the upfronts, they're going back to CM Punk and being like, actually very last second change, which we know you love. Um, we, you love having these things sprung upon you, but anyway, so so that's that's the the drama up to a certain point and then for some reason after all of this comes out and people are speculating why he's not at the upfronts and why they haven't advertised this and bloody bloody blah, blah, blah punk i guess decides he wants to reignite some 10 year old beef with brian alvarez on his <laughs> instagram i don't understand what ignited this i actually don't understand what ignited this because i don't think brian I think maybe he said something to the effect of there's a story there, and that's all he said. I don't think he actually, because it was like Mike Johnson broke the initial mm. report, but I think it's just punk being punk, just didn't like that Brian Alvarez said anything at all, and dredged up this email Brian sent a friend of his from 10 years ago, um, uh, you know, from the while Brian was celebrating his wedding anniversary and saying, I want, can you tell Punk I, I don't wish him ill will? So completely bizarre, that whole thing. And then CM Punk posted a very weird video of himself and told everyone to touch grass because, because CM Punk is never more than like, like a few steps away from saying weird, lame things like that. Um, yeah, 
So so where we're at right now, I don't even really know. They did not announce Chicago for the first uh, collision. They said they will reveal the first location next week. Um, I guess we'll see on Dynamite. We'll see on Dynamite if they say United Center or per Observer Radio if they say Daly's Place. They may do the first collision from Daly's Place. Because I guess you, you can't do United Center if you're, if you're then not going to do Punk. So... Yeah. So that's where we are. What are we making of this? And uh, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people, I think, expected there, it, it was only a matter of time before another blow up. I thought he would get back on TV before there was another blow up. But uh, what do you boys make of this? Sick of it. <laughs> I didn't mind. I didn't mind all the silliness and the gossip when we all thought he was come, just coming back, and it was just kind of a bit of a you know bit of nonsense. But yeah, it's like, well, who cares if he's not going to be um that first collision, then it's Rampage. I'm yeah. very interested in watching it. And, and it's not because, I'll, oh, I'll only watch a show that has CM Punk on it. It's I'll only watch a show that has some kind of star power and consequence on it. And Collision is not going to have that through Thunder Rosa, Andrade and the rest. Yeah. Um, you could mix it up and have all the, you know, the Elite, the BCC, MJF on both shows, but then that just waters them down. And kind of makes it all less interesting. So, yeah, I, I'd go as far as to say if they cannot get Punk back for Collision, it's already dead in the water. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's already a rampage, rampage plus. Mm. So, it. so, as for who, I mean, in terms of what actually happened or what is going on, who the fuck knows? It's knows? very strange. Yeah. I think it's clear. Obviously, Punk put, yeah, the, what was reported by Houseman was just straight from. Might as well have been Punk recording it on Instagram. It was clearly right. him. Um, so that would indicate that he, you know, he wants to work with Tony. He wants to work with AEW. Blamed a miscommunication between lawyers, whatever that means. Uh, his lawyer accidentally sent a letter saying, take me off the poster by mistake. You know, it can happen. Obviously, press the wrong button on the old legal letter keyboard. And <laughs> yeah. that off. Uh, I don't know. I'm just... We'll see. We'll have to see on Dynamite, but um, it's, it's a it's a shit show right now. What about you, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all love a bit of gossip and we all love a bit of drama, but this one is just depressing me a little bit. It's like, why can't these people just be adults? And it's like high school. High school, uh, it's like a high school anime or something. Constant fights, constant bitching. A Steel has to come back. Otherwise, it's like, fuck, hell. I don't know. I would hope Collision's still, you know, not, not necessarily going to be dead in the water because I still, I still need to watch that over at Joe's house that one week. But, um, oh, God, imagine if it's Rampage. <laughs> imagine, if, time you get over there. <laughs> imagine I go over to, to see Joe and, and we just not end up not even watching it. <laughs> watch fucking guardians of the galaxy 3 on disney plus yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You just like fucking you get over there and it's the main events just like taya <laughs> versus layla gray or whatever <laughs> um yeah i mean it's, it's like the dax work of uh am I, are we going to wwe are we gonna <laughs> yeah. not, in that it, it makes me less interested in in you know it, it doesn't make me feel goodwill towards them and when when FTR announced that they were staying. 
I already had a bad taste in my mouth from all the will they, won't they? It wasn't yeah. like a, a fun cliffhanger or a fun, what's the, uh, like, ARG, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, reality experience that TV shows used to do to lead into their seasons or whatever. It just was fucking annoying. And I feel that way about this. Now, obviously, this is, I'm sure, less of a work, mm. but non- nonetheless irritating and... Yeah, it doesn't make me feel good about AEW generally. It's one of those things that we said at the very, very beginning. It's like AEW, the thing they have over WWE is the goodwill of the fans. Yeah. Which, which WWE has more so now, I feel like, than they did mm. when AEW launched. And AEW, ever since, God, what was, what, what was, what was, Brawl Out was hardly the very first thing, but like the, the little, Andrade Sammy Guevara fight the the Eddie Kingston Sammy all, when all those little things started coming out I feel like that started chipping away at it a little bit piece by piece and now with all the CM Punk stuff it's especially annoying so I wish that stuff would just go away and please everyone just put on a good show yeah it, it yeah it, it, it wrestling fans love this kind of stuff but this this one is kind of just grating on me now a little bit and it's just yeah, I, I don't. It's really not helping my your, the perception of AEW, and it's funny people, you know, the freaks out there will will get on Tony Khan about every little thing, uh, like whenever he, he claps back at some reporter on Twitter, they're like, oh my, oh my goodness, this is so unbecoming. Like, shut up, bitch! It's funny. This is of no consequence to anybody. It's only only you and I are reading this. No one important's reading his fucking Twitter. Shut up. But like, this is like. I, I, we said this on this show weeks ago. The whole thing of do having Punk and the Elite on two separate shows to try and please about mm-hmm. such a half solution, and this proves it. Like, like it just, it's just this this whole thing of again. I'm not saying I necessarily believe everything of the Housemen report. Every every Punk adjacent story that's come out since this whole thing started, it just smacks of of of. of I said this before, Mister Burns in court talking about Bart swerving in front of his car every punk side of the story just sounds like well I I, I they hired uh, Ace back and then I was about to walk out on stage with a big smile at the upfronts and then I got a, a call from Tony Khan he said I've killed Ace Steel you know <laughs> like it, 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 I, so I, I, don't, I don't know what to believe from all of that I'm super wary of all of it but regardless of where the truth is it it goes back to what we said when they announced the, the, the or not announced but when it was reported there quasi splitting the rosters i'm like you're not solving any of these problems Mm -hmm. everyone's all hepped up everyone's on edge everyone's willing to walk away at a moment's notice nobody it doesn't seem like anybody's happy with it you know what i mean it seems like these solutions were designed to please everyone they nobody seems especially pleased from where i'm sitting and the fucking show hasn't even started yet he's not even back in the buildings yet you know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not putting it all on Punk. That that's an easy thing to do because, uh, as has been noted over the over the, the 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 months, there's plenty of people in that locker room who were happy to go on record even after he left, saying they they liked Punk and hoped mm-hmm. he could come back and blah de blah de blah. You know, it's it's to me. I think just like Vince and WWE, I think it all has to be it did buck stops at at, at at our TK, and I I do not think the the you know none of us have been in the room. For any of the meetings, obviously, there was this. <laughs> of course, Jericho's name popped up again in the reports this week. Apparently, he broached the topic of bringing Steel back in one of their little powwows. What a cunt! Uh, the, 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 the 4D chessman has logged on again. <laughs> oh, he did that on purpose, knowing it would cause a bust up or something. I don't know. There's been no more talk of them having a match, which is very funny. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, it's it's so fucking annoying as well because prior to this whole bust up, like, oh, coming back now. Here we go, CM Punk back on TV. AWTV has missed CM Punk. That's one thing I think is fair to say. He has yeah. been missed as a presence from TV. And then there, the rumor was collision main event. They're going to do Joe Punk. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come, come on, on. Now. let's uh, come on, boys. Wrestling's coming back. And then oh, it's fuck off in a heap again. Um, yeah. So look uh, through through all of this shite. I mean, it, it does seem like most reports are. I mean, the 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 ultimate conclusion of every report as of this recording has been, despite it all, there's been no change. He will be at collusion, right? But the, there was various reportings that said it was the the, the conversation with Khan pr- prior to the upfronts was the ultimate explosion thus far, apparently. Um, but then it got resolved super fast, and he's still on course to be at collision. I don't, know. I don't know. Uh, I like as we said earlier. We'll we'll see on we'll see on dynamite. Um, so, uh, li- listeners may remember that um, I'm actually going to be going on my travels on Tuesday mm. to Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, for dynamite. Uh, so I'm going to be there when Tony Khan makes his announcement. I'm going to be in the third row, and if he announces Daily Place, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to boo the fuck out of him. <laughs> I'm going to lead a, a chorus of boos. So look out for that when you watch Dynamite. I'll be third row with a big just, sign. Just watch. Yeah, one, one guy stands up and leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, fans, we're very excited to announce we're going to go to a very special venue, and it's going to be the return of the prodigal son to this venue that he's, he's very closely associated with. That's right, we're going back to Daly's place with Mr. Cody Rhodes coming back. <laughs> the second well, that'd coming. Be good. That'd be good. That'd be pretty I'd funny. That. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Joey Joey, tell us a live report. Tell us as well if like uh, you know what because if it's I I think he's going to announce uh, United Center. I don't think yeah. I don't think that there's any doubt. But but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to be very interested in the live reports you you provide us. Mm. Um for for uh, uh you know what gets what reaction will people if he says United once the words United Center leave his mouth you know will there be a will people go crazy because they know what that means or, or not? But yeah, um. Yeah, so that's that's Punk Gate um, update two hundred and seventeen, um, and we will we will report back, I guess, next week. Yeah, next week is double or nothing, of course. So uh, uh, we will be sans Joe. Uh, so. I will I will send some. Uh, I'll, I'll act as the the correspondent and maybe send a little bit of audio over based on yes live oh, yeah. live from uh, Dynamite. I'll send you a little bit of audio to include in the show. If that's okay. okay. Perfect. Yeah, well, and th- thankfully, some uh, some matches actually announced for. <laughs> I was going to well, say, were you still going to go to Double or Nothing? I was saying, I was going to oh, see what see what see what happens, but yeah, um, de- you know, decent card now. Um, looking for obviously Anarchy in the Arena should be really good. So that's, that's oh yeah, that's keeping me happy. Uh, the the that, card has very very quickly last second come together. I think. I still I still feel like it's one of their weakest. I, I think so. I think, you know, getting a like getting a big Christian singles ladder match. As as bored as we are on ladder matches, getting a Christian singles, I'm like that that might actually be class, mm. you know, because it, it's not going to be uh okay, let me set up this contraption and then you do a dive and then you do After a dive. Twenty people on the outside. Twenty people, okay, can the six of you stand there and sort of throw a punch every couple of seconds, but really you're just huddling because I'm gonna do a superplex onto you, you know. So yeah, but yeah, we might we might run down that card as it stands before the um for the end of the show. Where are you flying out, Joe? Tuesday morning. Tuesday so, morning. Uh, we're, we're, yeah. 
Viva! Viva! You are already married, so I suppose there's no point. You could renew your vows in front of an Elvis. Yeah, with, with um, uh, Elvis. Oh, watch out, watch out. Renew your vows with Tony Khan. TK, will you please <laughs> remarry me and my wife? Do watch yeah, out, though, if Triple is about. He's known to do nefarious. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got to do something similar. Um, but yeah, that's the uh, that's punk off for another week. Uh, anything else we wanted to uh, chat about before we dive into our our other I, segments here? Only other thing on the AEW news was, of course, the the big discussion was all about the new TV deal and the two hundred million dollars mm. a year and the billions of this and that. Uh, ooh, that was a big fat nothing burger. Um, I know I know it wasn't going to be announced at the upfront, mm. but I thought there would be some kind of leak or some kind of release yeah. now. But it seems like. I think the entire wrestling journalist community worked themselves into a big old shoot, baby, um, based on one forum post from uh, the Wrestling Observer forums. And then that got reported by Voices of Wrestling. Not reported, but that got repeated by Voices of Wrestling, by Wade Keller, by Dave. And then it became, oh, everyone expects it. And then I think there's this whole echo chamber where people are going, Wade Keller's reported it, Meltzer's reported it. They didn't yeah. report it. They repeated the rumor, but it beca- the rumor. suddenly on on Reddit or Twitter it becomes Keller reports it, Meltzer reports it. It's yeah, it's just crazy. But I, I'm sure there will be some deal. It's not that long to run, so there will be an announcement, and I think it will be big. But yeah, strange. Don't believe anything you read. In no, ev- eh, just per- yeah. <laughs> Who are you, CM Punk, telling us this? <laughs> Touch grass. <laughs> right well we finished our bop it quiz it duke it uh flirp it last week we don't have we don't i don't think we have a quiz this week i would have made one but i was busy as i said no 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 i was playing uh, also i had a i had a really good idea for a quiz that i've, I've since forgotten about so <laughs> okay all right <laughs> damn you bracket feature Right. Well, next next week when Joe's not here, I'll try and whip something up for just you, Paul. We'll see oh, what we, we can do. My birthday or something, is it? Uh, is it? No. I'll get you a better gift than that. I'd give you no quiz at all. It's closer to your birthday than mine, actually. Oh, yeah, that whole thing. Hmm. <laughs> We're at the age now where it's bad to have birthdays because you realize yeah. you're a year closer to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, I'm going to pull up the Dynamite review uh, for the, what week was this? It's the 17th of May uh, episode of Dynamite. Uh, we kicked off the show with the Wardlow coming out and saying, spit in my face. Um, yeah, I felt like Wardlow needed a little ad lib line to get the crowd behind them. Before he went straight into the angry man shouting promo, yeah, like a little. Where 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 were they? There was this Austin, Texas, or was, was Austin, Texas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if he, you know, the way Cody does his little. Uh, so what? What do you want to talk about? I know that that's rehearsed and and, mm. and a, li- a, li- a little phony and a little cheesy, but if Wardo just came out and gave a little, you know, Austin, Texas, how are we doing tonight? I'm here in Austin, Texas. Let's get down to business. Spit my face. Where my war wolves at? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh he needs to he oh, Davy Richards and he ain't using it anymore. Oh, you know. Um, <laughs> something to get the crowd behind them. But I don't know. There's something artificial about the way he came out, grabbed the mic and immediately started bellowing at Christian. They, they need to. They also need to 
rearrange his music a little bit because the intro to his music is shit. It's like a heels intro, and it doesn't get people. They like they need they need the old the old WWE logic, and it does work. They have a big declarative note and or statement at the beginning of the song, so people go, "Oh yeah, baby face." They need to. I don't know, like. Because it starts off with that like low hub, and then the I I don't like his current theme. I don't think it's no. The, the previous one was fine. The previous one was very good. Yeah, maybe just go back to that or something. This um, is war. Yeah, maybe just open with a, a definitive. This is war, and it goes, yeah, it's war. Love that's good. R- babyface run in music. Anyway, out comes Christian. Didn't didn't have as much good material as he did last week, unfortunately, which was the greatest promo of all time. Um. And yeah, I mean, it was just basically Wardlow was like, come out and spit in my face. And, and Christian came out with Luchasaurus and geared up to do it. And Wardlow threw a punch. And it was kind of, it was the typical kind of, you knew that he, Wardlow was going to get killed. But I guess the, the 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 cool factor out of it was that he called him out anyway, I guess. And he knew he was going to get jumped, but he had to stand his ground because his dad was insulted. So I'll take this beating if, so long right. as I can throw you. You know, that was, it was fine. Uh. I don't like the Arn Anderson pairing. Let me say that, because um, they do they do a segment backstage where Arn, as he does with all his proteges, like you gonna take that? Mm? You gonna take that? Mm? You gonna take that, bitch? And, and then and then Warner goes, oh, I'll, I'll prove you why I don't take it. I'll, I want a ladder match with Christian. I was like, this segment would have worked better if it was like I know they don't do on screen authorities, but it was Warner like kicking down Tony Khan's door. Demanding it or something like that. I just, I just, why he's doing it? Aaron, I just don't like the iron pairing. I just don't think it works at all. There was something because Cody, Cody is just the secret sauce of so much stuff. He's so lame, but his in his lameness, <laughs> he makes certain things work. And Aaron coming out with his little laminated takeaway menu of oh, him, <laughs> his little bingo card, his little bingo card of strategies, and then like it just looks really like Wardlow as a character is too sort of cool and lone wolfy to have a, a trainer in a tracksuit following him around, and and do you know what I mean? It's just mm. I I don't like that. I don't like that pairing at all. Yeah, but he needs something. He does yeah. need something. I I, I, yeah. Just yeah, on his own, I think he does need something, uh, something to pl- something or someone to play off. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I mean, he's he's showing a bit of fire. I I, I didn't mind the promo, and uh, yeah, I need to to light a bit of a fire under him. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Big Bill and Lee Moriarty uh, losing. To Orange Cassidy, and Darby Allens is good fun. Good little team, Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen. Yeah, yeah, good, good team, good match. Big Bill, great, great. He, I, I, we love the Big Bill. I love Big Bill. Yeah, uh, yeah good that, big that, man, so charismatic. Good, he's good. He's very big. He's a big boy. He's big. Um, and he's yeah, obviously in, in, in. He's cut, as they say. He is cut. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got big Bill, big abs. Um, yeah, no, thoroughly enjoyed this uh, Derby one um, uh, pitting Moriarty. Um, and obviously the story of this show was kind of, this was the go-home show, so you got your your three challengers kind of, um, you know, uh, doing fairly conventional kind of set, set the stage for what they are going into the title. And that's obviously Derby just winning here, and he said, he, you know, he did mm-hmm. the, the headlock takeover to... Um, send the message to uh, MJF, or the headlock takedown, rather. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club beat up the Bucks backstage, <laughs> threw them into a, their car and all that other stuff. 
is right now. Uh, this is where we got the Wardlow Arn Anderson. Uh, Renee was backstage with Orange Cassidy. Um, they did a couple of these segments basically setting up that a million people wanted to have a shot at Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the show, they announced that he'll defend it in a battle royal. It's a blackjack battle royal. So is that kind of like... Well, it's probably a battle royale, isn't it? Uh, well, I mean... <laughs> it's semantics, isn't it? But what I was going to say was... This is a, they call this a blackjack battle royal. So they, on top of like, they've got a million different types of matches, but then also they don't really stick closely to, to what each match that means. Cause if you remember correctly, the last time they did the casino one, they didn't do the group entrances. They just did it Royal Rumble style. So I have no idea. Is this going to be all 20 of them are in the ring together? Is this going to be staggered entrances? Is Orange Cassidy going to be in at the beginning? Or is he going to be? Is he going to be the blackjack? He'll be the last he's, guy in. Uh, that wouldn't make a lot of sense, though, would it? The, As a babyface, the no. fighting the fighting babyface. He's got to be first in. I would have thought, and then, uh, yeah, I would prefer they come out in either packs of five or one at a time. One at a time. Yeah. I, just, uh, just uh, everyone in the ring battle royal is just so late. Yeah. Just have them but, come what, out. So but if it's a blackjack, I mean, there's twenty one numbers. Yeah. What's the gimmick going to be? It's, it's presumably not just going to be everybody in the ring, right? But they didn't say. They didn't, they didn't say. say. So. Will, will it just be akin to a 20 man, 21 man Royal Rumble? Maybe? I think it'll be a Royal Rumble. I think they'll do that. Mm. Um, and it'll be number a random number. It's number nine. And they come out. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would think. I would think, yeah. Especially because they're doing this story as well where Cassidy is like the workhorse champion but he's he's wearing away he's like slowly yeah. getting more and more hurt i have to imagine if he's not number one he has to be in like first five i would say and i i, I imagine he I, I mean a battle royale with the story they're telling it actually would make sense for him to enter early and for this to be the match he loses. but i don't think he should lose in a, in a match like this um unless unless it was like a, a quickie to swap it back on tv because i don't think uh, yeah i could see him outlasting like 19 men and then Someone Maybe they, they could have someone Miro for the blackjack. In. Yeah, yeah. Because Miro, I think we would accept that, right? If it's like Redeemer returns and then destroys Orange Custody and wins, then that'd be good. Yeah, maybe if they do it casino style where the, the blackjack is a big person and, yeah. and it's it's Miro's in-ring return and Cassidy is just, oh, he gets Carl Fletcher over, oh, he's basically done it and then Miro comes out and beat that. Would, yeah, that would be bad. Um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if this week on Dynamite they say what the rules are. Um, I'd, I'd quite like to see the Jack Black Battle Royal, where it's just <laughs> various Jack Black characters. Like yeah. Natural Libre, Tenacious D. Bowser. Bowser, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. That's um, Sammy Guevara squashed a fella and uh, did a did a kind of baby-facey promo. So this is, you know, AEW, they like to do the thing where you're a baby-face in your home state. Weird. Really. But he's not, exactly, yeah. So, we, I mean, look, that's just where they were this week, so fair enough. But weird, I, you know, I, I didn't quite I didn't quite get it. Um, uh, and again, just setting them up for the pay-per-view, a definitive win for him uh, um, going into that. Um, there was also a segment later on where... Sammy went up to Derby and was like, look, I'm not going to lay down for MJF and we don't have to be friends, but let's one of us take this title off him and put his fist out to fist bump him. Now, later on in the show, Sammy did run out and save Derby. Fair enough. 
But I watched the same, and I audibly said out loud when I was watching it with Brown, I was like, you are a fucking idiot if you bump his fist because he's fucking Sammy Guevara. And Darby did it. I was like, oh, why would you Why would you believe him? Like, it's so fucking stupid. I know the idea is that they all hate MJF, and it's like, oh, one of us just beat him. I was like, oh, my God. This guy is, like, the most unlikable like heel, real heel on the show. He's definitely not a cool heel. He's a he's a shithead that that up until a few weeks ago was going to lay down only because, only because MJF uh, fucked him around. Said he isn't going to do it. I was like, oh god, these fucking baby faces. It just drives me crazy. It's such a small deal, detail. It didn't matter at all. But that was my nitpick of the week. Um. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The Impact World Order were coming down to the ring when FTR. Um, uh, jumped them. FDR sent Satnam soaring off the the, <laughs> the the ramp. It was an incredible visual to see this fucking absolutely gigantic man flying off the stage, and he exploded those tables. He they fucking blew into pieces when he hit them. It was great. <laughs> um, tremendous. Big old brawl, and then the debut of one Karen Jarrett. Uh, so she has uh, arrived in AEW, um, and the uh, FDR boys got smashed with double guitars uh, uh, as your big uh, pay per view. Let's well, not quite go home. This is the go home mm-hmm. week, but you know what I mean. So yeah, there's that. Karen Jarrett's here. Yeah, she's not on the too often, but yeah, she's one of them. You know, screeching can have its can have its uh, uh, limits, but I think she's all right addition if it's in small doses. You know, we have full TNA. I think we. Oh, I think they're already there. To be honest, I thought the skit last week on the farm was the most TNA thing this company has ever done in their existence. I think they're there. It would have been good if she was there for that, like in overalls but heels, like just going around, just going like, "Oh my god, is that a chicken?" Anyway. Uh, we got uh, Britt and Sheeta versus Ruby and Tony, which was a solid match. Uh, Tony pinned Britt, uh, which was uh, an interesting result to set up Tony mm. challenging Jamie for the pay per view. So you are going to get Tony versus Jamie in Las Vegas, uh, yeah. uh, Joe. Yeah, so that's yeah. I mean that is that was a banger last time. Sure to be a, yeah. a a potential show stealer here. Uh, Jamie is apparently injured. That's apparently true, um, but I mm. guess not severe enough that that she won't be at the pay per view. Tony Khan made his uh, huge c- clarification, was it? Or huge? <laughs> yeah, it was nothing. <laughs> like, it was just, we announced Collision earlier. Well, we sure did. Anyway, here's <laughs> some dates, not even the first one. Um, Yeah, that was odd. That was odd. Uh, I love when he said, Collision's going to be a hot ticket. Like it was the 1920s. <laughs> oh, dear. Just a shilling and a ticket. Um. Uh. So yeah. Um. A lot of those collision dates are in Canada because it's like smack in the middle. This debut is like mm. smack in the middle of their big Canadian. They got a lot of Forbidden Door Two is in Canada, and then like they've like two weeks of television in Canada around that time. So big Canadian push coming up uh, there. Um. So yeah, we got that. Then we got the false count anywhere match between Jericho and Roderick Strong. I thought this was a very fun match. Uh, it wasn't a traditionally great Roderick Strong match, but it was a very amusing Falls Count Anywhere match. 
the fans were going absolutely ape shit. And by the fans, I mean like the one or two who would get themselves in front of a camera when they were mm. backstage. Just, and just like proper old school, just throwing up the devil horns and sticking their tongue out and shaking their head. Going, <laughs> like, it's just like going crazy. We also got the good old, uh, what I always love is like concession staff freaking out and security guards watching with big smiles on their faces because they're just seeing these men throw pudding on each other and walk through the, the hallways. And Jericho would take uh, paper out of a bin to clean his face. <laughs> to clean, yeah, God, it was grotesque. That whole, that whole section was grotesque. Also, uh, this <laughs> this is where Excalibur chose to tell us that Superstar Billy Graham had passed away. Whoa, Why didn't he wait? He's just wait ten minutes until the match is over, man. Wait till the commercial break. Come wait, back from it. Just do. Uh, I like. I'm sure it was like. I'm sure someone told him, but he had to say it right then. Because I guess because that news just broke during the show. But oh my god! Like in the middle of a wacky fucking pie in the face falls count anywhere match. It was very silly, very silly. No, I mean they should have they should have done it in between segments, like um, NXT did with the Jay Briscoe news. You know, the the, the way for things to be over, they go to the commentary desk, look into the camera, give the news, and, yeah, you know, say how sorry you are, and then move on. It would they're like as Jericho and and Strong are fighting on a stairwell. And Excalibur is doing his, my, what a maneuver voice. He's <laughs> giving the news about Billy Graham. It was a little, a little bit weird. Oh, dear. It made it sound like he'd been killed, like, in in the course of this match. Like, he was a bystander. Yeah. And they'd been like, oh, just got news of Jericho's killed Billy Graham. Oh, God damn it. Oh, dear. Yeah, we didn't mention what? that in news, actually. We're even more, we're even less respectful than... I know, yeah, we blew, we blew we blew we blew past it, the state of us. Yeah, rest in peace to uh, a legendary wrestler and, and also a legendary beefer. I mean, that man loved to beef people. Um, <laughs> and a, he legendary, hold- a legendary grouchy man. Yeah, he loved to hold a grudge. And that, that's, as, that's as pure a, a wrestling uh, uh, trade as any. But yeah, I mean, there are there are better better historical uh, podcasts to listen to than ours to uh, to give you the context on on uh, superstar. But yeah, it seems like he was in ill health for a very long time, very yeah, very long time. Yeah. So I think it was one of those things where, you know, uh, you know, kind of at peace now, as they say. Mm. Um, uh, this match had the the conclusion that I think everyone guessed a uh, hundred million predicted. miles away, which yeah. is they they went near the door and I thought it was a nice touch. It was like Roger Strong was like begging off, like, "Oh no, don't don't come and get me outside, Jericho, anything but that." And then he stepped outside, <laughs> and Adam Cole instantly got Jericho, which was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hit him with his awful finish uh, on the on some plant plant <laughs> installation. They should have had a little step for him to do a Panama sunrise on. <laughs> yeah. He's got the step ladder. <laughs> no, he hit him with the boom. Oh, God. lowering the boom. Which Excalibur also uses that phrase when someone will like drop an elbow. He'll say lowering the boom on him. But that's yeah. also the name of that. Of course, rubbish, rubbish finish. It's so bad. But he beat he Roderick beat Jericho with it. So there you go. Um, I assume they're going to announce Jericho versus Cole for the pay per view. That was announced. Yeah. Oh, was it announced? Okay, my bad. They're having a, an unsanctioned match. Really? I, was that on Rampage? I didn't. I didn't catch that. I think, yeah, I think it was Rampage. Okay. Yeah, because Jericho was on commentary. Okay. Was, yeah, Jericho was on commentary, and then Cole came out, and it, they said, "Oh, they've lifted the ban." So Cole went after Jericho, and then yeah, 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 yeah. So I I didn't love the Cole comeback match, but he's a, he's a very good gimmick match wrestler. So I think that'll probably mm-hmm. be great. Um. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, we got 
uh, Roosh uh, versus uh, Jack Perry. And they, they told a, a much different story than the other two. The other two got kind of fairly dominant wins. And I guess to try and position Jack Perry as like the actual real, real big face. <laughs> he gets Roosh. <laughs> he gets and can annihilate by Rouge. Imagine they're picking the names out of the hat backstage. Sammy gets... Uh, your man Exodus Prime. Exodus Prime, one of the worst fucking wrestling names you'll ever hear in your life. <laughs> and uh, Jungle Boy, in the name of uh, fairness and equality, gets Roosh. Yeah. Oh dear. So so Roosh beats the shit out of him in spectacular fashion. I, I hope Roosh is on the bad boy show because he needs to be, he needs to be there with all the other cool guys just fighting mm. every week. He's looking so. Great. I think I think with Collision, Roosh is one of the guys who needs a stronger push. Yeah, exactly. That's I'm not big on AEW getting... I don't think they need two extra hours, but two extra hours, you're looking at Roosh, you're looking at Miro, you're looking at those lads, and you're saying, these fucking people, there's no excuse. You have five motherfucking hours of television now. There is no excuse for people like Roosh to be going weak. Well, when Miro hours. showed up, obviously we were all elated, right? Yeah. Love, so well. Um, lo- love big Miro. And, love uh, Miro. His little sunglasses, you know? <laughs> um... So yeah, I mean, hopefully that's that's what we'll get out of that. But uh, yeah, the Roosh match was quite good. I thought Roosh, Roosh is just and one of those guys who's effortlessly good. He he's yeah. just like a, a fully enveloped character who just is so good at what he does. I don't think I've probably ever seen a Roosh match. I haven't enjoyed some. Yeah, degree. I love his neon colored cable that always ends up. Yeah, well, he has a very specific cable he likes to choke people with. It's very funny. Um, so yeah, this is the segment where where Darby and then also Sammy came down to to help. Uh, yeah, and Sammy second, which I thought was interesting. Well, yeah, to set up the the drama of would he do it? I suppose because Darby big, came the out and then, and then yeah. Darby came, you know, got his ass kicked. But yeah, so so Rouge beat the shit out of Jungle Boy, like absolutely hammered him, made him bleed, nearly killed him outside the ring with a belly to belly. It was so great. I was like, yeah. just pin him and take his place in the four way. Like, get him out of here. Get this man out of my sight. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, look, there. I think they're positioning Perry as the real underdog. You know, like the guy who will be fighting from the bottom. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, he got like a he got like a roll up win after the ref was admonishing uh, Roosh. So I mean, I I know what they're going for. Like they are going for that like a oh, blood covered. You want to root for him? But like, it didn't exactly look extremely compelling as a world title challenger. Um, I don't know anyone who would watch this and not want Roosh to be like in his spot times ten. Um, would you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, then we got a big bust up with the uh, with Darby and Sammy making the save. Uh, Renee was backstage with MJF, asked him for comment, and he just slapped the microphone out of her hand. Yeah, um, which I just thought was a nice touch because it's like like MJF never is lost for words; he always has a, as an answer. Yeah. So even though it's a shitty four way and it's just so like wwb pay-per-view the heels like oh three men at once what am i gonna do you know it's just like there's no heat there's zero percent chance he loses the title but he like i like that they had him be like speechless like they're doing this as they're doing they've righted the ship to a certain degree i think this last yeah uh, and i I liked i liked as well that you know he's been kind of goofy in this storyline the him and sammy stuff Mm. it's been like boring on comedy and here was serious yeah you know Although I will uh, refer you to one of the greatest segments of all time. Sting and Anderson 
bad ankle. You can't do this, brother. So, so sometimes those those segments aren't too bad either. You know? Oh, we we killed the bear, dude. It's dead. The bear is dead. <laughs> oh, the best thing Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff ever did in their entire career. That is so that, good. That one promo. Yuck, so chuck, chow. And now we're just thinking about that. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. Now, now we're just thinking about a TNA segment from 15 uh, years ago. That was good. Bring that back. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he takes his sunglasses off and throws them away. Oh, and they were their not- toes are going to be curled like the Wicked Witch of the West, brother. And they were announcing this pay per view main event on the last episode of Impact, like ten minutes before the end of the episode. <laughs> oh God! And why would why would the network have any info on the pay per view anyway? <laughs> I know, I know, it's classic shite. I mean, it's just such rubbish. That's Eric where we get. That's where we get the phrase. Like, I'll be tanning my toes, <laughs> which, which which I use colloquially almost every day. <laughs> Uh, we got the Ricky Starks Switchblade Jay White match, which I was surprised we were getting on television, but I suppose yeah. it then made sense that they did a DQ here. Um, I would guess to set up the pay per view. Um, I thought it was quite good. I will say, up until the the, the finish, I thought they had a, a very solid match. Um, not amazing, but a, a, a pretty good. I thought, yeah, good. Pretty much, yeah. A rare well, AW DQ. Uh, got a few more of them these days. But yeah, oh, they still they can still count on one hand the amount of D, proper DQs we've had. Well, yeah. yeah, fair enough. I will say it's not even that, that, that there's been a load more recently, but this one was a bit more flimsy. I'm just kind of like, mm, kind of felt like booked yourself into a corner a little bit because they, they obviously I I think Ricky Starks is losing the rematch. They probably didn't want to beat him in Texas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, 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 and if you're going to do a DQ again, they kind of they did it in okay way, which is basically the the heels were cheating and they were outnumbering him and they were putting the chair in the ring, and so he just took the chair and he just fucked him up with the chair. It was like, all right, yeah, you know, because he, he sort of won the the encounter. You know what I mean? In mm, in a way, but obviously yeah. they're not going to. I think I think the early obviously it's still very early days, and I I think he hasn't been showcased super well in terms of a bit of promo time things like that but i think the early returns in the ring on jay white have actually been pretty good um i think as most people assumed i think transitioning to like a tv style format where he's reined in a little bit Mm. and there's no there's no 45 minutes here brother you got one segment (laughs) get her done i think has been a massive positive for him um because he is obviously very good um yeah, so we'll see. Presumably that that would be a really good pay per view opener. I feel like if those two go out there, just have a proper match with a proper finish. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'd like to see Jay White win one of these little tournaments they do. You know, where where Ricky Starks gets a title match at Winter Is Coming mm-hmm. or the the Owen Hart tournament. I think Jay White to win one of those would be the nice little step up he needs to move up. It's Jay White would be a great Owen Hart winner. That actually because makes yeah. that would actually that's a very good shout because um, they are that's. That's kicking off soon, isn't it? Because they're doing them they all in Canada, them. and then it's yeah. finals at Forbidden Door, is it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. That'd be that'd be cool. Um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, if they if they're going to do it yearly, having a guy so they had Cole with it, having Adam having Jay White with it, that gives it like almost a kind of a sort of a New Japan Cup kind of level of respectability yeah. to it. You know, where it's not like you're a made man, but it's it's good. You know, it's a, it's a healthy injection for you. 
Uh, and then the main event was uh, was going to be a, a. I'm going to ring the bell. Go on. Uh-oh. It was a perfect segment. Oh, another a rare CSP perfect segment. It's like a, on The Simpsons, the, the, the shoe in of the week with the big giant shoe or the lock of the week with the big lock. Sometimes we roll out the, the, the perfect segment award. I thought this was perfect. From from the slimy Don Callis and his, I'm the real victim here in all of this. I mean, the um, heat was tremendous. Can't, yeah, yeah. Can't it's, that, I mean. it's a little entrance video, which is just him attacking Omega. Which is yeah, that was great. <laughs> little touches like that, I love. Um, <sighs> Omega coming out. Omega, Omega never seems to wear a shirt anymore, either. Um, BCC attack, and then... You know, the, the young bucks make the save. It's three on four. Who's the fourth man, brother? And and obviously, you know, I, I'm I'm not I'm not so easy to get. <laughs> My toes I'm not so easy. Oh, brother. I might have switched off if it was. Um I, I'm not so easy to get properly excited anymore. You know, like I properly <laughs> fooled okay. and properly go, oh fuck, oh shit. But when Hanger's music played and he came out looking like Snake Plissken from, <laughs> he did from New York. Really cool. he, did. he looked so cool. And I was like, fuck, I love it. The little leather eye patch nailed it. Because I've all the other eye patches they've done in AEW, Mox, um, fuck, who else had? Uh, Julia. Julia. But they always look kind of goofy, I thought. Whereas Hangman looked super cool. <laughs> it made him look even cooler. Um. Yeah, big, big, big thumbs up from me on this one. Loved it. And they announced Anarchy in the Arena, which was one of the best matches of the last few years. Yeah. Now, that being mm. said, they can't do the gimmick where they just play Moxie's music. Why not? Because he's a heel there. They have to play play Kansas, uh, Carry On Wayward Son oh, over and yeah. over. That song is like seven minutes long anyway. Get or him. would would this I feel like they're just never going to do it on principle because it's such a comical amount of money would this be the one time they pay for Final Countdown mm. no but you can't play the heels theme that's not that's not the I thing. think I think I think you could I think you could but actually just thinking about it now the thing about I think the thing that the, the real reason they don't use the, the Europe thing is not just that it's a huge amount of money they also want tons of money every, every time you use it and stuff like that mm. and I think it would basically be financially impossible for like VOD reasons to use it. Uh, so I think that ship has kind of sailed. They, they could also just to make, to not make it too on the nose tropey, they could skip the music this time. I think, you know, uh, yeah, do, do something new, but it was, it was really cool when the music kept playing last time. It was, yeah, it, was, it, was it was one of the best things about it. I guess. Yeah. You can't just rehash the match, do something else. Do come up, be creative about it. Don't, don't do the, uh, the Hardy compound. Where they just do the bare minimum. Oh, try let's, let's try and really come up with creative stuff to do. What, how can we make this second one different enough from the first one, but have its own memorable moments like the first one did? Let's see. I mean, that's the thing I'm looking most forward to on the pay per view. I'd say. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Um, yeah. So that is uh, Dynamite. What was the what happened? What went down on Rampage this week? Ooh, did no watch that. I did watch it because it was on early on Saturday. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So you had a, a Best Amigos versus Blackpool Combat Club, which was good. Uh, a match, but pretty good match. Uh, you had <laughs> Jade Cargill beat some jabroni mm. 
And then Mark Sterling came out and said, let's have another one. And then they just brought out another jabroni and she'd be here as well. It was like, I think that got her to 60 and 0. So I don't know if they're trying to rush to get her to uh, that landmark for some reason. But yeah. Um, yeah, then Tyre came out and hit Jade with the the move that they both do, whatever they both call it. No idea. Um, which set up the match at double or nothing. Sue did a little match. Uh, yeah, Acclaim, Acclaim have been on Rampage a lot recently. Yeah. I don't think, as I have the Hardy boys, it seems to be like Acclaimed and Hardys are on it every week. Yeah. I think maybe in an effort to help the ratings. But Jade like is on it a lot as well, ironically. It's just dragging all of them down. It's, I don't think it's really helping the ratings. It's just making them no. look like... Acclaimed do feel a little bit, I don't say forgotten, but... Lost like the fire, the fire is not burning quite as quite as hot as it was. AW acclaimed every Wednesday. What happened to that? Yeah, they've been cooled off, and I do you know what I completely forgot about um, until someone tweeted about it during Rampage. The Strickland Lee feud. Mm. Talk about remember, talk about ice cold. I mean, that uh, remember cool, but... remember the big return of Lance Archer. No, when was that? <laughs> like five weeks yeah. ago, he came back on Rampage, and he hasn't been on since. <laughs> yeah, he had one match, and that was it. Yeah, these are names that I think needs to, again, along with, with, with Miro and Rouge, these are people who should be Lance on Archer is really good. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's use him a bit, lads. Now, we got to have two Jade Cargo matches. She, I was saying, she's on Rampage a lot as well, even though she's the TBS champion and Rampage is on TNT. Yeah. I, f- I was going to say, are they, are they trying to, you know, chop up her matches a bit? But if they are, they're not doing a very good job, to be quite honest with you. Um, yeah. So her her and Taya got announced for the pay per view, and it's just the last one wasn't terrible. Like Taya is obviously you know extremely experienced, if nothing else. But I mean, I do not know what you do with Jade anymore. They got to sixty. Like I feel like it's like a, it's like a, a broken record at this stage. It's like are we waiting for Statlander or someone else to come back, or what are we waiting for here? Because there's certainly no, the, it, there's certainly no more juice in in in, in, no. in the Jade. She's beating everybody. She's beating everybody. She do- other than this tire thing, you know, with the whose finisher is it, which is just the lamest <laughs> thing ever. Mm. I mean, what do we have? I wouldn't I wouldn't be stunned if Taya beat her, to be honest. Because they did that match last time where Taya had it won only for the the rule, the finisher rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, I don't love Taya, but I kind of think in the name of doing something different, maybe it's time to do that. But I think they'll just keep it on her because she's like, mm-hmm. she was all over that Warner Brothers thing as well. They had every second graphic had her on it. Well, I she's one I'm, of the best looking um, people on earth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in terms in terms of being eye catching as, as an emotional yeah. wrestler, I mean, doesn't Kevin Nash airport rule, you know. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Big, tall, jacked, beautiful lady. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think, and I think, yeah. Having her walk around with like a belt with your logo on it for your station is a very cool thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, anyway, so that was uh, anything else on Rampage? Uh, no. Then the main event with Dustin Rhodes, which was good, good short match with uh, yeah. your, your man from that group. What was in Ring of Honor or whatever? I don't know. Khan is it? Is that his name? Khan! Yes. <laughs> That's Khan. gotta be Khan. Um, Tony, Tony Khan? Oh, oh, hang on. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, there's uh, uh, there is Rampage for you. That's our AEW for the week. Uh, segueing into our uh, non uh, wrestling golfs, uh, I see. I see two people watched Ant Man Quantumania. I mean, did you just were you about sick, sick well, or something? You're I, I should, I should, judgment? I should update that spreadsheet to be like one and a half people watched it because me and me and Bronwyn were watching it last night, and we were getting kind of tired, and I was like, all right. Let's just. We'll, this, I know this is really bad, but let's at least finish it and then go to bed. And I paused it, and there was an hour left. I was like, "Fuck this!" And I went to bed. Ant Man Three is so shite. I actually could, and I knew everyone. Everyone had already said it was shite, and I was like, "Okay, fair enough. It's not very good." I could not believe how bad it was. It yeah. was so, so terrible. I mean, on top of, I mean, everyone's already pointed out. The god of, I mean, the CGI is bad, as we all know. There's a really, uh, I'm trying, trying hard to describe the lighting on the principal actors in these movies is so weird when they're in uh, obviously fake space land. Um, it, there's a, like a, a video game concept, Paul, that you might be familiar. I don't know what it was called, but you know how like the player character always has a light source on them that you can't actually see so that they're visible. And and sometimes you can blend that quite nicely with the environmental light. And sometimes in certain games, it doesn't look very good. Those movies have this where it's just kind of like Paul Rudd is lit in the weirdest, worst way versus the background. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's like, it's like you've lit this to make it look more obvious. He's standing in front of nothing. Do you know what I mean? Um, A bunch of weird choppy Kevin Dunn editing when there's people sitting around having conversations like, like a character's talking and just cut to reaction, cut to reaction, cut to reaction, cut to. It's like there's three people sitting around like a round table having a conversation, and the camera's going blah, 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 to just see fucking Michael Douglas just sitting there looking bored. I'm like, I just don't need it. It's just very, really like 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 forget Marvel fatigue. Like it, it was a terrible blockbuster. We were struggling to get through it, um, uh, as evidenced by the fact we didn't. I mean, a complete waste of the likes of Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, and and mm-hmm. um. Uh, and Paul Rudd, who's good in the other ones. That's the other thing. The previous two were good. I, I like the, the first two. I'm not, I'm not crazy about the second one. I think the second one felt very TV episode of the week, whereas I thought yeah. the first one was good for Um Obviously, Modoc looked insane. I mean, completely <laughs> insane. I can't believe that's what they went with. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Joe, what, what, did, what did you make? So, Joe, so jo, tell us why you liked that. Can I surprise you? I actually quite liked it. No, I didn't. I was excited. Well... No, I wasn't excited to watch it, but I thought it's probably not as bad as everyone said. Maybe it'll be a bit of a silly kind of entertaining film. It wasn't. It was very bad all the way through. Um, the, the thing that really stood out to me is every location in the film looked exactly the same. Mm. If you took each location in this, it's, it's set in, a, in the quantum realm, whatever. Basically, it's set in space. It looks like it's set in space. <laughs> It's a Star Wars kind of thing, like it's space, basically. If you cha- if you interchanged all the different locations in this movie, just sort of swapped them around at random, you wouldn't notice any difference. It, it wouldn't matter if the climax was in one of the other locations. No, it all, yeah, it's all Doctor Strange. Of, there was some spacey areas yeah. in that. Yeah, but it, it's all that essentially, and it it's um it's all this very kind of flat, gray, like. 
cosmic space wallpaper. Google, if you went back to 2005 and yeah, yeah, yeah. Go- Googled that, that's what it looks like. Loki so, had that as well. In some twink, of twinkly bits in the background. It just all looked the same. It didn't have any of the kind of Honey, I Shrunk the Kid-esque, you know, Ant-Man jokes, which were the whole kind of backbone of the first two films. The whole comedy of it was you get to see a building the size of a briefcase and all this kind of thing. Like, you know, might not be your thing, but it's kind of funny. And none of that, none of the charm from Michael Douglas, they're just, or, or Michelle Pfeiffer, they're just reading lines out, you know, oh, this is the Fologa Logaflong and the people of the shiitake. And I <laughs> cares? Who gives a fuck about any of these that was, people? I hope that was they the all die. Thing. I don't care. That was the other thing. And, and admittedly now, we, I, 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 I dislike this straight away. It was like the, the, the editing style in particular. Mm-hmm. The conversation, I was like getting a headache watching this early on. So I was off on a bad foot. So admittedly, I was like already losing interest. And I was fucking around on my phone. But Joe, as someone who finished film, is it just me? Or was it just every every second scene, it was like there was new people showing up. No, it's the Flumblors. Yeah. It was yeah. the Flumblors from planet Norga Rom. Yeah, and again, they all look the same. They all look the they same. Look the same. same kind of outfits all, and... It's like, it's just one of those things. And they're in a battle scene. I've no fucking clue who anyone is. It's just, it's just shit just happens. Do you know what I mean? It's very, the movie's very Star Wars prequel. It's very Star Wars oh, prequel. Oh, yeah. Because it, it, it looks like that, you know, in terms of a lot of the, but less visually interesting, actually, if you if you want to give credit to, to the Star Wars prequels. And, and similar, it's that thing that was pointed out by the, 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 the Plinkett videos is that when they, it's whenever it's time to slow down and have a conversation, it's the worst shit you've ever seen in your life mm. because it's just three characters. Uh, also, again, and again, you know, the, the, you know we're, we are in the, I don't know when this film, this may have been a COVID era film. Lots of stuff where it really looks like you people aren't even sitting at that table together. It's a lot of just, just, just like really boring conversations where they're sitting around a table, cutting slightly too fast for their action shots, and in many cases, don't look like they're actually there together. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fucking. I, I think like the thing about Marvel is even when when they at their lowest points, there's been a lot of them. You know, they the kind of annoying thing about them is they they're at that that bare level of competency. Like they always kind of like churn out some like serviceable slop, even if it's not very good. This was one where I was like, I I'm actually a little bit surprised they released it. It's it's yeah. so poor, like it's so not good. Um, uh, it is like, and I know it's like low hanging fruit, but it is like bits of it look like an AI filmed or wrote or edited. It. Like it's just so charmless. Um, yeah. So that's uh. Thumbs down on that one. I can't believe I've watched this and not watched uh, Black Panther 2, which, you know, was a little bit better received. Paul's shaking his head, but people, Uh, it it was better received than this, you know. It's probably not as bad as Ant-Man 3. That's the compliment I can give. Yeah. But just watch other good movies. (laughs) Don't worry about MCU. It's all slop. It's all slop. Although Garrett... Guardians of the Galaxy 3, apparently well well reviewed, but yeah, I, I was going to ask, nobody saw it this week, did we? Fuck off, am I watching Guardians? I, I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch it. Like I, The other ones are good. More the fool, you guys, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I changed gun! What? The second one sucked. I didn't like the second one. Well, no, no, I, I liked it, I didn't really like it. I, it was okay. Uh, no, you guys, you're 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 too accepting of of the slop that they. they one serve. thing, one thing I've kind of gleamed from uh, like, why do some of these movies look better than others, and like, why does Guardians One look better than everything that's come out since? 
I think what helps is that like a lot of those set pieces are in spaceships or prison, the space prison, which looks really cool mm. in Guardians 1. What, part of what I really hate about Guardians 2, other than the, the Drax character being really irritating, is that the, the, the luscious greed scenery of Ego looks awful. Yeah. It looks completely yeah. awful. Same as same as this film and, and, and a bunch of the other ones. Is when they try, they can do uh, grimy sci-fi space stuff reasonably well, but and uh, Thor Ragnarok another good example. When they try and do uh, uh, lush alien landscapes, those look horrible and fake. And and that was the mistake too made um, for me. But anyway, so I'll, I I think actually I'll, we might see that actually next weekend. So I'll come back here and I'll defend Mr. Gon's honor, or I won't. Christmas special is beyond <laughs> shite, so maybe I won't. Uh, shocked he put his fucking name on that. It was so bad. Um, now apparently, uh, apparently Volume Three is is good, but I I'm so burnt out that even even a good one i feel like if i watched it in my mu- my mood right now i wouldn't enjoy it so that's fair so that's what's fair. the point um, uh, any other films from this week yeah speaking of middling uh films i watched two of them this week Go i watched on. smile a horror movie from yes. last year yes um which i found to be a bit of a mixed bag hmm. i thought the lead performance by uh, Sozie Bacon, who's Kevin Bacon's daughter, of course. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, okay. Was really good. Too good for this movie. I thought she was like excellent. In it. Uh, very, very believable as someone slowly losing their mind. Um, and I thought there, there were some memorable grisly images, which mm. when, when you watch a horror of this kind, you want there to be at least some, some, some clever, clever visuals that kind of linger with you. And I think this movie had that, especially towards the end. Hmm. I found that the dialogue was a little clunky hmm. and a little explainy a lot of times. And it's very jump scare the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of them are so telegraphed that you wonder what the point point of it is. Because yeah. it's so obvious that it's coming. Uh, so there's one scene where she's analyzing an audio track. So so in the in the very beginning of the movie, this 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 lady is is a um, f- mental health therapist of some kind, and she's working with a uh, a client who severely appears to be severely mentally ill. And this uh, this this uh, client commits suicide in front of her, and she's she's reviewing the audio of it. And there's a bit where it's very quiet, and she's 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 turning with the audio, and she's replaying it again and again. And she turns, and and it's it's, it's the dead quiet, and she's. Ah! Yeah, you knew a mile away. <laughs> and then suddenly there's a little face next to her shouting. And, and But like when it's so obvious that it's coming and you're so prepared for it, it doesn't really kind of work as a jump scare. Then you need to, you need to have the, the right balance of, of, oh, it goes quiet for a second and then something. But it was it was like 20 seconds of setup of, oh, my God, it's so quiet right now. I can't hear it. I think there was like five, six, seven of those moments throughout the movie where I just felt like. Two two over reliant on jump scares, and the jump scares that they had were too telegraphed in advance that they that they weren't even uh, didn't even work as jump scares. Uh, also, when when you really think about it, the plot doesn't really make a lot of sense, as as is typical of of high concept horror. Um, I mean, it's it's like a curse horror akin to things like the the Ring, yeah, and it follows. Two much better films. <laughs> Let me just throw it out there. Mm. Um, but 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 the issue, I think, my issue with the film is okay. So so 
very simply put, the idea is there's this demonic possession or whatever you want to call it that attaches itself to a person and that person will then see people they know or sometimes people they don't know look at them with this creepy smile mm. at which point they realize that what they're seeing is not reality it's the 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 demon who, who's who's eventually going to catch them and cause them to themselves commit suicide yeah uh the problem is because it's always a hallucination um and there's no real smiling person or smiling demon in the world. I feel like that undermines a little bit the idea, like the fact that it's all in the head of the person. Um, and of course, it does lend itself to some of the, some of the uh, themes and analogies of the movie as it as it you know relates to mental health and trauma and things like that. But I Which just are found that extremely obvious and it's and it, it's it, very worn on the sleeve. Yeah, and it's, I, not, it's not. I, it's not I, subtle. Don't mind that. Usually, I'm all about it. Just put it on your sleeve. Just make it obvious. That's cool. But like, they 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 literally say in this film that it tra- it transmits via trauma. I'm like, all right, rein it in a little bit, please. Put, can I get one layer of ambiguity on this? But also, also, all the characters that she interacts with, they never treat her with compassion, or they're always like, "You're fucking crazy, freak woman." <laughs> like they're they're all way over the top in their reaction to <laughs> yeah. her as well. Um, also, my least favorite bit of the movie is so early on they set up that she has a cat mm. called Mustache, okay? And then there's one hallucination scene, let's say, where there's a, a dead cat involved, right? And there's like a close up of the name tag so you know it's you the cat. You know from it's Mustache. Yeah. As if they, they haven't introduced any other cat that it could be. Like, you know that that's what it is. Yeah. They, have to show, they have to show you anyway just so you really get it. So yeah, I, I kind of fell in the middle of it. I, I I appreciate some elements of it, but like, if you're in the mood for that kind of movie, just watch It Follows, which is a, yeah. a way better um, implementation of the same kind of idea. Or even last year, I feel like things like um, uh, Barbarian or Malignant are mm. are much more memorable, efficient, you know, movies in what they are trying to do. This kind of felt like it wanted to. Wanted to be high concept, but also wanted to be a jump scare movie, and also wanted to be a Blumhouse style movie, and so it just kind of felt kind of middle of the road for me. Yeah, but not not bad by any means. With a really good lead performance, but kind of uneven and not particularly memorable. And then I went to the cinema today to watch Fast X, the latest in the Fast and Furious saga, mm. which has always been a little bit of a guilty pleasure for me. Now I don't like them all; I like most of them. Um. And this one, at least within the circle of people that I, I know, has been getting savaged. Um, really? I, I I didn't realize that was the case. That was well, within pe- people that I know, I think I'm I'm kind of the high person. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, was it objectively good? No. <laughs> but uh, Jason Momoa as the villain is is an absolute hoot. He's like part Jack Sparrow, part. RuPaul and he's just <laughs> okay. so so ludicrously over the top and camp that it kind of I don't think it works in the sense of him being the big bad in what is ostensibly the payoff to the whole series but like without him the movie would be ten times more boring he's kind of the, the charisma that kind of carries a lot of it uh, what it really lacks is any kind of central gimmick the Fast and Furious movies typically have a a new idea that they bring to the table so you had 
underwater submarines and, and magnets and a car that can go upside down and they go to space and blah, blah, blah. This movie just kind of doesn't bring any new ideas. It's just kind of, oh, let's just do cars again. They just drive around. And that. Um, this film also felt like the Fast and Furious equivalent of Smash Bros. Ultimate, where every character is back. Mm-hmm. Uh, even characters who died before. Yes, um. characters who literally died are back with... No, it's like Sherlock. He's just, he's just back. Don't worry about it. I won't spoil who those are, but characters certainly return from the, the dead Rock. in this one. Um, well, The Rock never died in any of the movies. So, unfortunately oh, not. No, he did uh, distance himself from... He was dead to the movies. Um, I don't know. Are you guys going to go see Fast and Furious? Well, I haven't seen the first nine, so... I've probably, only seen the first well, four. Or ten, because there is there is a spin-off as well. Well, I, w- I will say, uh, Fast and Furious um, spoilers here, folks, if you if you aren't already aware. These, these spoilers have been made public in the promotion of the movie, so you probably have heard about this already. But there is a post credit scene mm. where there is a Blorco scene, <laughs> or more appropriately, a Dwayne the Blorco Johnson scene, oh, okay, no. where after famously calling Vin Diesel a candy ass and telling him to shove his offer to return to the series up his monkey ass. Uh, I, I'm happy to report that Dwayne Rock Johnson has crawled through the supplicant door <laughs> and he does make appearance in the post credits of Fast X. Changing the landscape of the Fast franchise. Which is, is the funniest thing I think I've seen in a movie in a long time. Where he said, you know, Vin Diesel, you're a candy ass. I'm going to go make Black Adam movies for the rest of my life. <laughs> James Gunn gave him the old heave-ho. And he probably went, he said, he said, Vin, truly it was I that was the candy ass. And <laughs> you are a film legend. And so, yeah, old old DJ, he came crawling back, brother, and he's, he's, he's in the movie. I'll be at the very, very tail end. He's only, he makes a a, a twenty second post credits scene appearance, which one hundred percent I can guarantee was filmed after James Gunn gave him the boot because it doesn't make sense in the context of the movie. So, the plot of the movie, right, oh, is yeah. that, and, and let me just say the plot makes no fucking sense, as you might expect from one of these movies. Uh, Jason Momoa plays Dante Reyes, who is the son of the villain from the fifth movie, okay, okay. which came out a decade ago. Uh, and he's, he's getting revenge for his father who dies at the end of the fifth one. Why he waited a decade to do so is not explained. Don't worry about it. Why didn't he just do it? Why wasn't this a plot of number six? Okay, doesn't matter. Uh, so so he, he, he's chasing Vin Diesel's Dominic Toretto, right? Because you have killed my father and you've taken my family from me and I'm going to take your family from you, right? And then in the post credit scene, they show that actually it was The Rock who killed the dad and he went, actually, Rock, you killed my dad. I'm going to chase you. And I was like, well, <laughs> we just watched a movie where the whole point of the premise was that Vin Diesel killed his father. And now they've remembered probably after they filmed most of the movie. Actually, that was The Rock who did that. He's back now, so actually, I'm, I'm after you, Rock. Very, very funny. But, um, I mean, the movie itself, it, you know, it's 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 got all the requisite car action you could want. 
John Cena is in it. He at one point is driving a car with fucking cannons on the side of it, shooting bazookas at people. Um, everyone's back, like I said. All, all the cast are back, in, including some favorites and, and some not favorites. There's some new characters as well. Brie Larson shows up in it. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, the, the plot makes not a lick of sense. Um, but like I said, these films are a little bit of a guilty pleasure for me, albeit there's there's maybe one or two of them that I, I even I think are, are a bit shit. I would say number eight and the Hobbs and Shaw spin-off are are not good. But I thought this was I thought this was perfectly fun. It was kind of like it kind of matched my expectations for what it was gonna be exactly. Like I didn't expect it to be, you know, the Green Knight level of filmmaking. I expected it to be a bit of crack, a bit of cheese. Cars flying about, explosions. Vin Diesel saying it's firmly, and you know it kind of ticked all those boxes. So I give it like a, a three star. I mean, I, I despite my enjoyment of it, I understand that objectively there's there, it has a lot of problems, and doesn't maybe have the big gimmick set piece that those movies kind of require. In fact, I think the best action is is right at the beginning of the movie. It's in Rome. There's a, a set piece where they're chasing down a bomb. I think that's probably the best part of the movie and also i would say generally for a movie that's two hours 20 i would say there's not enough car action in it it's too much talking about family (laughs) Uh, and not enough car action which is which is mad to be saying about these movies but i thought it was i thought it was i thought it was fun so i'll give it i'll give it a very tentative thumbs up but uh it's the thumb isn't going it's like an orange cassidy thumbs up it's not going all the way um and that's only if you're a fan of these movies anyway. If you've no tolerance for this bollocks, you probably will hate it. <laughs> or you'll probably go, who are these characters and why is it a big deal that they're back? Okay. Anyway, let's, let's talk about Succession. Go for it. Let's talk about Succession. Joe. Well, fantastic episode this week, uh, Paul. We're getting close to the end. We've got two more. Well, two more left. That finale is going to be a long one. Well, that's two. Cancels one episode. It does. Yeah. <laughs> like two episodes left. Technically, this third from third from last was about the presidential election. Yes. And which side are you on? Um, kind of a split in the family of uh, whether they want the Democrat to win or the kind of mm, semi-fascist uh, alt-right uh, kind of Jared Minkin, which is one of the best names ever. <laughs> Jared with a Y, which is absolutely perfect. It's exactly sort of American South or Midwest kind of name. Yeah, it? annoying right. name. Just like, yeah. oh, God, stupid. Uh, so, yeah, it was all, it all set in a very truncated space of time, a couple of hours. Uh, but I thought, it was, I thought it was very, very good. Yeah, I love the way they played on the way ATN, the news, the news network, were covering the election. Mm. And the decisions they to get made, and each of the characters' own motivations for for how they want to cover it, and what that means to mm. them personally, what what it means to the deal, and and all of that. Super, super well done. Really intricate and really well written. Yeah, uh, and not not a, it's not them kind of trying to fix the election. It's very much a well, if this were to happen, or if we were to say this, yeah, yeah. well, let's avoid this. You know, it's very realistic to the kind of. Sticking to the truth, but in a, a very kind of biased way. Yeah, and also in in a way that it impacts them individually directly in certain ways. I mean, there, there were certain power plays happening there. I think it was a very strong 
uh, Roman episode and a very strong Kieran Culkin performance as well. Oh, he was so annoying, Kieran Culkin, in this one. But perfectly so. Uh, perfectly so. So shitty. He was like, but he was like the perfect heel for this yeah. episode. He, yeah. he really, he really stepped Don Callis level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really, really great. And yeah, I mean, as we move towards the end, I think they've done a really good job of moving the chess pieces, so to speak. I mean, when you come to a big finale, you have to have your 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 players in the right positions. You know, certain things still up in the air, certain uh, qualms and quandaries to get sorted out. And I think they've they've really gonna, done a good job mm. of no character feels like they're in a holding pattern as mm. we move. Things are constantly moving. Allegiances are constantly shifting. Uh, characters who seem in one episode like they're taking a step back will suddenly make a power play. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the most dynamic shows in that regard I think I've ever seen. In that you don't you don't have a storyline necessarily that carries uh, over the course of a season where where the allegiances are consistent and character motivations are consistent. It's constantly changing, but in a way that never feels confusing or that you lose track of it, like. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, for example, I felt like there was too, sometimes there were too many characters, too much stuff going on. This simultaneously feels easy to follow, but like I said, constantly dynamic and constantly uh, second guessing what what the characters' real motivations are and what what they're trying to play. And there's a lot of double cross and stuff like that, that that really makes it work. But it's it's just consistently incredible. I mean, I love it. Mm. Like these last two episodes, I think were were really home runs. Fantastic. This one and then the previous episode with Tom and Shiv at the end was just fucking out of this world. Good. Yeah, and that's what that's what Succession does so well as well is being darkly comedic, but really when the time to be serious comes, I mean it nails it like very few can. Yeah, yeah. Well, tomorrow we have uh, the or tonight tomorrow we have the funeral episode finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, big Logan going under. So very exciting, and I'm worried though because I don't think there's any other series kind of lined up to replace this when it ends. But you know, but, but you feel you feel that way when when Breaking Bad goes off the air. You feel that way when Sopranos go off. The air. Like, yeah, but they were already there. That's the thing. If you look back, it was like seamless. We went from Sopranos to Breaking Bad to Game of Thrones to Succession. I mean, I wouldn't put Game And I know Game of Thrones. In terms of popularity, yes. In terms of popularity. In terms of the big, being the big drama that everyone's The water cooler tentpole dramas. Yeah. I don't know what's what's coming along. But then the thing is, you have these, like Jesse Armstrong presumably will Mm. have a next thing. And that's, we we look forward to that. Like you have specific creators now who've, Vince Gilligan to an extent, although I, Mm. I never really followed up on on Better Call Saul, but I believe that that was really good for the last few years. I, I definitely want to get mm-hmm. back to that. Um, you have these creators himself, and I'm, I don't mean like f- content creators. I'm not a fucking wanker like that, but you know, <laughs> you're, you know, you're literal showrunners. Yes. Who, who, who you're, you're, I, I think Jesse Armstrong peep show previously is definitely in on that list now where I will be keeping an eye on Damon Lindelof personally as well. Uh, keep an eye out for what's the next thing they work on as opposed to who's in it etc for me it's more so okay the creative brain behind succession what's his next big thing you know mm-hmm. i think i think that's the way that hollywood needs to move as well is uh giving him his next big platform to make something mm, get his next feud lined up yeah <laughs> so to speak next program. i mean succession is gonna be a hard one to follow up i mean i i i know i personally rate it 
extremely highly, maybe even higher than 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 most people do. But mm. um, I th- I think it's so so good, and I, I and I still have to get around to Mad Men, The Wire, Sopranos. I still have never watched those. I still have something to fill that gap theoretically, if if, if I should ever feel the want to. You know, there's and that's mm. the thing is there's always a great show that already exists that people haven't watched. You know, I only oh, yeah. came around. I only came around to Twin Peaks. I know Barry started Twin. Peaks. I only came around to that very recently. I still have that that list of stuff that I said I've never watched. And there's great stuff out there. Your your you know Atlantas of the world and things like that that are really highly the Americans things that are really highly regarded that I've just never given a try. And so so even if there looks like there's nothing new on the horizon, there's still great TV out there to, to go back and revisit. I recommended somebody today a, a TV show called Awake from 2012 that probably. You guys have never even heard of. Never uh, heard of that. Jason Isaacs. It ran for one season, and I thought it was really, really brilliant. It was uh, a man. I don't, I don't know. I'm reviewing Awake now, 11 years after it aired. But it's it's Jason Isaacs, and he's, he plays a man who um, he, he lives with his son, and his wife's died, right? And he's like a, a detective. or a, a, There's a certain case of the week element to it. And he goes to sleep. And when he goes to sleep, he wakes up in a world where his wife is alive and his son has died. And so he lives this other life. Yeah. Yeah, And there's like a duality of in in one life, the wife died in the other life, the son died. And he's trying to kind of rectify these two lives and what happened to the other one, what happened to this one. Mm, mm. I thought it was, I thought it was excellent. No one watched it and it it got Mm. canceled after one year. It did have what I consider an ending. And that's whenever people ask for like a show recommendation, I'm like, this one's really good. It only went one season. It was like 10 episodes. I thought it was great. So there is TV. There is TV to, to watch. Is, my, is, yeah. is my point at the end of the day. I did. Um, I was a bit, I was behind last week. I actually did get caught up on on Barry, which is also concluding in two weeks. So <laughs> which HBO is also from, your name. Oh, also what? my name. What? Uh, yeah, HBO running out of, running out of things to do, uh, and they got them them writers striking. So mm. they better <laughs> fuck up their ideas. Uh, yeah, I got caught up on Barry. The last time I watched the, the last episode I watched before getting caught up. They're, they've done the old uh, final season time jump. Um, I won't get into specifics, obviously, because I would, you know, think people should watch it. But I, I was, I was like, mm, how are you going to do this now? Is, where, where are you going to go with this? But I was quite happy with 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 the two following episodes that really fleshed it out and 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 made it seem worthwhile. Because in, in with the first couple of episodes of the season, I was kind of like, I I kind of feel like these characters have kind of. They are at the conclusion of their arcs. I don't quite know how you're going to get a big dramatic season out of this finale. And I think that that kind of reset they do really worked and and kind of uh, uh, set the stage for a really good finale. So yeah, two episodes left. Uh, um, I mean, I I think it's definitely going to end up being one of my favorite shows I think I've ever watched. Uh, They would have to have a howler of a last episode to to undo that, which stranger things have happened, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. So yeah, that is uh, that is top notch. Remember TV Stranger year. Things. Remember that show. It happened. That. Yeah, it's still happening. I'm sure they're making a million more of them. Well, they're doing uh, those like feature length episodes now, right? I only watched season one. I never watched past season. One. Yeah, that last one came out, and it was like the first episode was like an hour, and then episode three was two hours, and then as I was like episode four was ninety minutes. I was like, what the fuck? This show does not need that. Because if anything, because I thought that was a prime example of the Netflix original thing of it's too long. Every season's too fucking long. There's two or three filler episodes. Get her out of there. But anyway, 
that's our telly guff for the week. Um, mm. Game guff, I, I mean, I have to imagine, is just tears Zelda. of that there kingdom. Uh, that's all we mean. I, I, I'm still playing this game every every second I get. It's I mean, really I'm, good. It's really good. It's fucking good. really great. I mean, I'm not quite sure what more to say. I'm still building contraptions. I've only just today. I only really have gotten properly stuck in to um, mixing up the different things you can stick on your arrows because i was kind of just like using bombs to just clear out big groups and then today i was like i've got all this like choo-choo parts that i that i get like the electric ones and i was like i should probably use them oh that's great turns them to ice excellent turns them electrocutes them so now i'm 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 proper experimenting and uh you know i've gotten to the stage now where i've i've expanded my inventory a little bit as well so um i've got a nice spread of weapons and and again, like I, like I said earlier today, I was like, I always use these two things to fuse with weapons. So I was like, what about this? What about this? I'm, I'm really starting to mess around now. And and even, I must be 20 hours in, if not more at this stage. Um, uh, I'm, I'm really getting to grips with more than just, you know, stick this on the end to make it do more damage. I'm, I'm playing around more with, okay, let's make this item electric. Let's make this item ice, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Uh, one tip I, I haven't used myself yet because I, I I only just expanded my shield storage. But uh, one thing I want to try is putting a ruby on your shield raises your general temperature, so you can have right. that on standby for when you're going into a cold area. And yeah, I think yeah. the water, no, not the water, the ice, there's an ice attachment. I actually don't know what it is. Um, does the reverse for when you're going to the desert. So yeah. still learning, still getting to grips with things. Um. I spent a lot of time this last week in the depths, uh, which I think we talked about last week. Yeah. So I'm really fleshing that out. Um, it's so cool down there. It's proper kind of like get your, your intrigue up. Uh, but yeah, still loving it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I haven't played it quite as much as I would have wanted to. Um, I've done a little bit more main quest. Um, hmm. I've, I've done the first, if you want to call it dungeon area. Hmm. Uh, which was a ton of fun, and um, I, I won't say too much about. It. I, I did the the one in the Rito area, which is like the bird people. Mm. Um, oh, so much fun! So much fun that quest. Um, and it's just a little bit of exploring. Like I, I still want to be in that Breath of the Wild mindset of just putting a marker down on my map and walking over there and seeing what's there. I still want to yeah. have that. You know, Breath of the Wild was obviously all about exploration. This one is about experimentation i guess to an extent but i still want to retain some of that exploration and, and figuring stuff out oh totally yeah. totally i um, i yeah. like i i i started to do story stuff and then i was like okay let's let's just get our health up let's do some shrines and get the health up and then it's just the classic thing of i'm on my way to a shrine i'm like oh, what's that over there okay what's that over there oh i i, I, I i've gotten a load of side quests and i'm kind of now i'm kind of doing them um so i'm i'm constantly getting distracted i'm constantly and every time i get one of those towers of course i instantly want to land on whatever sky island i can get on and and then i'm spending five minutes doing sky stuff and and you know um yeah and it's like i also feel like i mean i've i've done so much building and messing with that stuff because that's obviously the most i think most fun thing aspect of it and i'm only just now however many hours in deep i'm just now getting like the laser emitters and stuff like that i'm like oh god i'm really i'm like i haven't scratched the surface no i still feel like i haven't no um and i the other thing i'm doing as well it's kind of it's kind of slow it's like my only my only kind of gripe so far is that this part's very grindy trying to upgrade the batteries 
so that my stuff just has more energy. That's a bit grindy because you got to yeah. go into the depths and mine the ore and then take the ore and buy the crystals with it. And then once you have enough crystals, you have to go to a separate location and turn it into an energy well. I'm like, all right, that's a bit much, but it's fine. You know, I've, I've, I've kind of learned to love the other systems that I didn't necessarily like in Breath of the Wild, like the weapon durability and stuff. I've kind of, yeah. I'm getting more into that stuff now because, because you're no longer kind of, when you break a good weapon, you're no longer like fucked because you can just fuse a basic weapon with a cool item and you're you're back in the game. Um, but yeah, 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 nothing nothing new to report really on that other than it's no, still I've, really I've, good. I've hit about thirty shrines. I want to say, um, I think my brother's on like ninety something shrines. He's way way ah, ahead of me in the wow. game. Yeah, but that's the thing is, I don't want to rush it. Yeah, I want to play this game. I don't know, I want it to last, you know, I don't want it to be over. So oh, sorry. I think it will. I'm but, always amazed, every time I, I get one of the light routes in the depths, I'm always amazed when the area it lights up is so fucking small. I'm like, God fucking damn, this place is huge. Yeah. I think it, I mean, it's, it's pretty the size much, of Hyrule. It's the yeah. size of Hyrule, again, underneath. Yes, yeah. Because um, even I just, I, I'm doing the quest down there where I'm, I'm trying to take out the, the Yiga clan, and I just did the second boss fight with their fella, and he runs off to another location, and one of the helpful little robots is there. Is like that's so far away. Don't even bother trying to find <laughs> it down here. He goes, yeah. go back up, and there's probably a chasm you can enter closer to his base because presumably it'd be like you it, it, it will take forever to get across yeah, yeah, in the yeah. pitch black down there. Um, but yeah, I just I I had a calamity earlier in the week where I was flying around down there shooting the lights ahead of myself and yeah. in very wily e. coyote fashion i shot one out and it immediately hit a wall directly in front of me i was like oh fuck <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> and i just slapped into it like still having like five or six of those moments a day yeah. where this game has the most unintentionally great comedic timing where yeah. where your rafts are falling apart you're you're think you're making a great thing with rockets and the next thing it blows up in your face just it's so good have you found the test of strength in it no, 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 no. There's a there's a strongman uh, bell that you have to... Str- uh, basically, you, you go up to a guy and he goes, I love ringing bells. Do you want to do a test of strength and ring this big bell? It's about like 30 foot in the air. And he says, I've given you all these tools. And he's got like one of everything, right? He's got like a rocket, a wheel, a tire, um, yeah. uh, uh, one of everything. And it's basically strike the the bell as hard and fast as you can with these tools and I made a self-swinging hammer that was great by attaching a hammer to the wheel, but trying to balance it, oh my God, was so fucking hard. So I had to make a contraption at the base of it. It was getting oh. so elaborate. I tried to do a seesaw thing where the, the self-swinging hammer would hit a seesaw. It was so hard. But like again, it's just like I spent, that's an optional sidetrack. I don't even know what you, so I hit it twice, but not enough to trigger he's like oh you did okay but try and hit it harder and i was like so i haven't gotten it that i've put about two hours into that alone <laughs> I, I i tweeted a video clip of it of, of one of my calamitous attempts to to break it and then i stopped playing the game and i checked that video that i tweeted i was like i tweeted this an hour ago and i and it's like i don't even know what i get out of doing this but i'm just here strapping rockets to barrels to try and find an innovative way to, to hit this bell. It's so like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous in the best but, but, way. But that, that could almost be its own game. Like I can imagine a little indie game where it's like hit the bell and every level you get yeah. a few little, and you have to build it. And that's just one little quest in this game. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to do, if you don't find it. 
it's, it's mad. It's, so great. It's ma- the amount of stuff they've put into this is is mad. And then it's on Switch as well. It's not even on fucking Xbox Series X or anything or PS5. Crazy. Um, I will say with the with the one dungeon I did, it was very divine beast feeling. I, I although right. I, I've I've heard from my brother, he's done three of the dungeons that the other ones don't feel like that necessarily. Okay, but. The, the thing with the dungeon I did was the, it, it, the the fun was the traversal to get up to where the dungeon was. So you've probably seen on as you play, there's the big tornado up in the sky. Mm. And and obviously, with your fondness for Sky, sky Islands, I think you'll really enjoy the quest because it's making your way up there. And it took me about, I would say, an hour and a half getting there. And I thought, well, that that's the dungeon, surely. And I'll get up there and there'll be a boss. And you get up there and it's a fucking temple. <laughs> yeah. You're only starting. And I was like, oh, Jesus. I had to stop playing because I was like, I'm too tired now to actually do this. But then the temple took me another further hour, probably. Um, and so, yeah, you have your, your, your little dungeon, which is one of the cornerstones of the game, really. You're talking like a three-hour experience doing that. Like, it's it, it, it's substantial and, and, and meaty enough. So, really, really enjoyed it. And then a really fun boss fight as well. Um not just like in Breath of the Wild, where the, all the bosses are the same, look the same. It's it's Wind Blight Ganon again. Here, it's like a, a unique, cool design to that. Right, thing. it was really, really fun. Um, and yeah, the other thing I'm doing is filling my compendium up. I'm taking photos of everything. Everything, every time I fight a baddie, I'm like, well, let me see where you got. Take a photo of it because I hundred percent of that in Breath of the Wild. I'm going to do the same in this. I keep forgetting to do that. I just I need to try and remember that. Yeah. So yeah, we're still enjoying Zelda. Still enjoying Zelda. I might, I might play a bit of it tonight. Gaming update. Um, I did... They announced New Mortal Kombat, which I'm excited about. Um, yeah, one. They're going back to the beginning. God, it's so annoying. So goddamn annoying. Assholes. The last few games have been called Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat X, Mortal Kombat 11, just with two number ones there, and now Mortal Kombat 1. Now, I, I know they're, the reason they're calling it Mortal Kombat 1 is a little nod. They're doing a timeline, another timeline reset. The, the mm. 2011 game was also one. Nine. Oh, God, it? it's just irritating. It's just, and I don't know why, but the trailer was cool. Like, I'm, I'm super excited to see what they do because the story's been really fun. Um, but yeah, and they, they, they did a mental sale on Steam after they announced it, obviously, to kind of get the, get the hype up. So you could buy like MK11 and Injustice 2 the versions with all the DLC for both games for a tenner. So for both of them. So I nabbed that. They, they actually idea. did story, which is such a weird thing for a fighting game. They did story DLC for MK11. But again, that's that's the weird thing about current Mortal Kombat is like good, fun story mode. Like I'm not a fighting game guy. I, I Anytime I play these games, I love the story. I try online once and I get absolutely obliterated beyond recognition and I never go back. But I never played the story DLC for eleven, so I'm gonna so for the for a tenner, I was like, yeah, I'll give that an old, I'll give that an old spin. But I didn't start it yet. I I don't know where I, I feel like Zelda's gonna be one of those things where I don't want to get out of the rhythm of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and plus, I, I just don't want to. I just I'm <laughs> I'm more intrigued by by um by what Zelda's offering. Um, so I have no real desire to play anything else. But yeah, I'll, I'll probably check in with MK. Yeah, it's funny because you have the experience a lot of people don't have, which is that you've you've played the what is the new Zelda experience without really dipping into what people consider as classic Zelda. Yeah, and lo- so many people complain it's not what Zelda used to be. It's not Zelda anymore. Yeah, and it's like, well, I mean, what it's become is pretty fucking good. Yeah, I, I'm not complaining about it. Um, so I, I would hope that they'll still every now and then bring out a 
especially like what they did with Link's, the Link's Awakening remake, a little 2D, like old Zelda style game just to keep people satisfied. But like, that's the thing. People just want the same thing over and over and over. Um, and I'm so happy with what Zelda has become. It's like nothing like what it used to be, basically. Mm. Um, so, so good. But yeah, I mean, same as we're saying with TV. You, if if ever you you get the itch, there's some really great Zelda games from the past to dip into. I can't wait. I'm probably going to stream some of them because I, I, I really want to dive back in. I got that. Uh, I got the old Wind Waker HD running, very nice on the Steam Deck. So I'm another I'm, very good. What I as they say, beginners. Yeah, that's kind of been my my understanding because I was thinking of going in chronological order, and like, ah, I don't know if I necessarily want to do that. I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's not as if they follow on from each other, as you know. No, yeah. The timeline and and the idea of the Zelda timeline is bollocks. There's no. Oh, but I don't care about that at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, I don't. Yeah. Um, Wind Waker is is a lovely game. I think I'll probably. uh, I don't want to start it while I'm still playing Breath of the uh, Tears of the Kingdom. So, at whatever stage I wrap up with that, I think I'll do Wind Waker next. Wind Waker HD, excuse me. Wind Waker's Um, lovely. Yeah, I wasn't gonna bother messing with the Wii U stuff on Steam next. I was like, all I really want is Wind Waker, and that will come switch. I've given up on that. I just don't think they care. I think they're like, no, we we remastered it once. That's it. Stop asking. Uh, But it was actually very easy to set up, so it runs quite well. It's it's, Um, it's a great great looking game as well. It looks fabulous. It really does. Um, yeah. As does Tears of the Kingdom as well. I think Tears of the Kingdom is a very nice looking game. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, that is music. Game Guff. That is Zelda Guff for the week. Uh, what is Le Musique Guff? Well, I, I listened to one EP. Uh, not, not, a, not, not a full release. Ghost have a new EP out. A, a cover EP called Phantom Mine. Okay. Uh, it's got five covers on it. And uh, I feel similarly about it as I did about Impera, their latest LP, which I was kind of mixed on. Um, it's got one one really good cover, which is um, Jesus, He Knows Me, which is which was a, a great Genesis song in the first place. So I was kind of predisposed to liking it because I liked the original one. Um, and then the rest of them are kind of a mixed bag. Uh, there's like a Strangler song on there that doesn't really work. There's a... Tina Turner song from Mad Max Thunderdome, Beyond Thunderdome on it, which can kind of give or take either. There's a cover of Phantom of the Opera, not the Andrew Lloyd Webber uh, musical version. There's a, It's an Iron Maiden song off the first, I think the first Iron Maiden album that I, I hated the first time I listened to it, but it's, it's slowly growing on me. Um, But it's 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 fairly passable, fairly forgettable. I, I would just check out Jesus He Knows Me. And actually just listen to the Genesis version because it's really fucking good and it's their song. So yeah, again, another release by, by one of my favorite bands that I just feel like they're kind of drifting into a style that I'm not particularly into, but say la vie. And so it's, it's only five, I think it's five songs long. So it's probably like 20 minutes. It's, yeah, it's fairly listenable, but it's, 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 uh, it's not super interesting. It's not the, uh, the sound that they, that I like that they used to to put forward the uh, kind of eerie, spooky, almost kind of horror metal. This is a little bit more straightforwardly like eighties inspired. It's very hmm. still has that kind of Bon Jovi Van Halen sound, which I, you know, I, I don't mind those bands, but I don't want ghosts to sound like that. Unfortunately with these last two releases, that's kind of the direction they're going in. Oh, well, Uh, my album of the week was another kind of random pick from Spotify's new releases. Uh, it's called 
God Save the Streets by a, a British rapper called Avellino. Uh, so to be honest, I only listened to it once. Uh, wasn't really for me. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't particularly enjoy it. It's, it's, it's very kind of Sex Pistols influenced, as you kind of tell from the name. It's you know, God hmm. Save the Streets. It, it plays on, on the God Save the Queen by the Sex Pistols album cover. Uh, but I, I don't know. It was it was nothing in it that I enjoyed or would want to listen to ever again. So sorry about that, Avelino. But um, mm-hmm. I think next week uh, I've been I've been slacking a bit on the album of the week. I don't know if I'm finding less time to, to listen to them. But I wanna I'm gonna pick a bl- something a blockbuster next week. I can really get my teeth into while I'm yeah. trying. Well, I, I tell a lie. I I, I listened to OK Computer through again this week. Okay, I'm gonna love it. It's perfect. So instead of listening to a new album, I just listened to the same one two weeks in a row. That's a good one, yeah. Good idea. Um, yeah, I feel the same. I mean, I've been doing this for a year now, and I, I'll, I'll often get to Sunday and I've not listened to a new album. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like I have to force it. And if I force it, I'm not going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So I do try and get out for a walk during the week so I can just have 45 minutes to listen to something. Because you know? there is oh, there's a new... Um, Blur announced a new album as well. I haven't listened to the single they put out, but I did listen to the new Queens of the Stone Age single, and I really like that. Hmm. So I'm looking forward to their album once that's released. Really, really good single. Really strong. Okay, though. And that's uh, Music Guff for the week. Um, and so we're going to wrap it up there. And we'll be back next week with No Joe. He <sighs> is going to be just he's going to be gambling he's going to be missing double or nothing because he'll be in the casino um uh, is, is the pay-per-view on a saturday or sunday night sunday sunday yeah. Fuck. hey what's on sunday night well i've bad news for you because with collision yeah it's like now i mean i think that's actually a decent trade-off because now if you basically ever want to do late night saturday wrestling it'll be on i don't i do when it's pay-per-view Eh, we'll, we'll, um, we'll see. We'll see how good Collision ends up being. If it's if it is yeah. dynamite quality, I'll be, I'll actually be I'll likely watch it live. That's, week, that's the temptation. It's going to be staying up till three AM to watch it every week. Yeah, You'll just be like, yeah, might as well stay up. Might as well. I don't know if we have we have that in us anymore in our old age, boys. But we'll no. find out. I mean, that, that was the advantage of the Saturday is not having to take a day off work for the yeah. Although I didn't do that last pay per view. I just worked the next day. Oh. And didn't do a good job of it. Um, <laughs> But um, I mean, this is the thing. I think this. I I don't know. Based on the card, I'm still in two minds whether I'm going to watch it live because I've watched every AW pay per view live except where All Out, ironically, because I was on holidays. Every other one I've stayed up for and watched mm. live. So I don't know something about this one. I, it, fe- it feels more than any that have come before as one that you could watch the next day. Do you know? We'll see. That's going to do it for um, uh, CSP. We'll be back next week. Sans Joe. Joe will obviously check in with us. He'll you know, send us some correspondence or some method. And uh, yeah. yeah. And we'll be previewing the PAPE next week, I suppose. <laughs> Giving you a Punk update as well, most likely. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. We will talk to you all in a while. It's goodbye from me, Barry. It's goodbye from Joe. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Paul. Goodbye.